Happy Resurrection Day. Amen, amen. Let's open our Bibles to Acts 20, 28. And if you're back there, please put it on HCSB for me, Acts 20, 28. I'm going to be preaching very briefly because we have a lot packed in this one service. And Pastor will take over from here just in a few minutes. But Acts 20, 28, HCSB. And this was Apostle Paul. Here he was admonishing the bishops and the leaders of the church. And he was about, this was the last time he was seeing them. And he said to them, be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock that the Holy Spirit has appointed you to as overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. He purchased with his own blood. And today I'm going to be teaching on the price he paid. The price he paid. Amen. The price he paid. Let's bow our heads in prayer one more time. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. And we're here gathered around your word. We pray in the name of Jesus that you open the eyes of our understanding and you will give unto us, Father, revelation knowledge. Cause it to flow into our hearts. Help us to understand your word like never before. What we call the Easter story, let it come alive as we celebrate the resurrection and the dominion and authority of our Lord Jesus. Amen. So again, I'll be teaching on what we've called the price he paid, the price he pays. And in that little verse that I just read, the Bible says, the shepherd of the church. Who is the shepherd? Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. But he didn't just have a church. He purchased it with his own blood. In the original, that purchase means he got it for himself. He purchased it with his own blood. So we are all sitting here today, and we call ourselves the church of the living God, because somebody paid a price. There are many people out there um, that do not know that the price was already paid for them. So they're going through their pain. They're going through lack of safety. They're going through lack of security. They don't know what is coming next. And some even seem to have it all together. But guess what? It's not so. They don't have it all together. If you get deep down into their family life or get deep down into their personal lives, into their minds, their emotions, they don't have it together. We meet them every day at work, don't we? People who seem to be, you know, on the money for their jobs, they're very good, they're the best, but guess what? When you maybe sit with them at lunch or you had something social and you start to hear the stories, it starts to break your heart. It's like, wait a second, Jesus already paid for all this, this lack of peace. People can't go to bed unless they, you know, take something. People don't feel joy unless they smoke a joint. I mean, a lot of things going on in the lives of people. And when you take a step back, it's like Jesus already paid for this. And he says, the church which he purchased with his own blood. Why did he need to purchase you and purchase me? Simply because man, 
you know, fell off. When God originally, originally created the earth, he wanted people that he could call his own. He had already created angels long before, but he couldn't call them his family. They were his servants. Now he wanted his own family. So he went ahead and decided, okay, I'm going to create humans. So he made Adam. He made Eve. You know the story, but this is Easter. And I want to remind us that there's a time that we always have to just remember the different things that Jesus did. He told us when he was given serving communion, he, he told the disciples, said, do this in remembrance of me. So there are church institutions, there are things that we do. It's not because we just want to be religious, it's because Jesus wants us to always remember what he did, what he did, why he did it. And so I'm telling the story again that God created man because he wanted a family. Well, Satan was very sneaky, Cain deceived Eve, and what happened? They were sent out of the garden, and when they were sent out of the garden, God could no longer communicate with them. So we have all this humanity that had no connection with God. And it seemed for a minute that Satan had thwarted God's plan because they were no longer his family. But God had a plan. He knew a price had to be paid. He knew those who sin had to die. The Bible says the, the soul that sins has to die. If you're a sinner, you have to die. That's how the Bible says it. But he didn't want us to die and go to hell. So what did he do? Decided that he was going to put together a plan. So this message today is to remind you of the plan and to remind you why you are here and to remind you to make full, um, take full advantage of the plan. Don't be a child of God and suffer the same thing people who are not children of God suffer. Amen. So if we, if we read Isaiah 53, so Dickness Chichi read that whole passage, Isaiah 53, 1 to 12. And in verse 10, Isaiah 53, verse 10, the HCSB version, the Bible says, Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. Who was he crushing here? Who was the Lord crushing? Jesus. Even though this is in the Old Testament, Isaiah the prophet was, he was prophesying ahead of time, saying that God had a plan He's going to have to pay a price. You can't go free except somebody pays the price. So let's say, let's break it down. Somebody stole from you. He's already sold whatever he stole from you. He can't find it anymore. But, every, but we found him. We knew he was the one who stole from you. Um, what happens next is the judge brings him, sentences him to whatever 10 years, 5 years, maybe he even has a record of doing this. Well, what happens next is he goes to jail or prison. And when he's in prison, he's in prison. And if, it's, if, if what he did was bad enough, maybe when he was stealing, he also killed somebody in the process. Well, now they don't want to even let him go. No parole for him. He's going to be there forever. And then somebody shows up and says, well, please, can you release him? And everybody says, um, he stole. He killed somebody. Is a life for a life. It's the death penalty. 
Then they start appealing it, and inside, he's on death row now. They start appealing it, and for 15 years, he's on death row. The, you know, two hours before, everybody's hoping, his family's hoping that the governor will kind of turn back the judgment and the sentence and maybe let him stay life in prison and not die. And it's like five minutes to the maybe 1 a.m. when he's supposed to be executed. And everybody's looking, hoping that the phone will ring. And when the phone rings, maybe he goes scot-free. But everybody can see the sentence. He deserves to die. He killed a child. He killed two people while he was robbing a house. And it's two minutes to 1 a.m. when he's supposed to be executed. And then the phone rings. And the phone rings, and the phone rings and says that the governor said, somebody came into my office and paid the price. They're going to stand in for them. They're going to take the punishment. And it's two minutes to 1 a.m. And he's unstrapped from the bench. And he rises up. He doesn't even know who this person is. But guess what? He's free. But the sentence hasn't been filled out and completed. So guess what? Somebody's still going to die. Just not him. So he walks scot-free. And the, and the governor says, in fact, it's not going to be life imprisonment. A person is going to take the whole punishment. He's going to die. So he has to go scot-free. Release him. Let him go now. So they give him the clothes. Somebody brought in clothes hoping that maybe, who knows, mysterious things happen. So he walks out in a suit. The prison doors are open. He walks out scot-free. He didn't pay the price. He did not pay the price. But somebody did. So come next day, somebody is strapped. And a lethal injection is put in their veins. And this time, they died. But guess who's free? The convict is free. But somebody died. Why? Because somebody pleaded the case and said, please let him go. That's what Jesus did for you and me. That's what he did. He took our place. And if you read the story, go back and read it again. Pilate said over and over and over again, I find no fault in him. First, they came to him and they said, um, this is the man we want you to sentence him. And Pilate said, what for? And the first answer they gave him, if he were not a criminal, we would not have brought him to you. Pilate said, that's not the question I asked. What did he do? And they started shouting, we don't care what he did. Crucify him. Crucify him. Crucify him. But he did nothing. Three times Pilate said, I find no fault in him. But did he die? Yes, he did. 
Jesus died. He didn't just die. It wasn't like, okay, well, Pilate said, I can give to you this criminal because at Passover, every year at Passover, you require me to release a convict to you. I have Basabas here. Should I let him? They say, no, keep Basabas. Let Basabas go, but crucify him. What did he do? We don't care. Crucify him. That's because the governor called. That's because they said, let him go free so that somebody else can take his place. That was the plan God had. That was the plan God had. That I'm going to get my family back. Satan, you think you had the last word? No, you don't. I'm getting my family back. But they can't go scot-free. Somebody has got to pay the price. So in heaven, he looks around. Who will go for us? And the word said, I will. And the Bible says in John chapter 1, he took on the flesh. The word became flesh. And we beheld him as the glory of the only begotten son of the father. Full of grace. So he walked the earth. Felt what we felt. Ate what we ate. But don't forget he was God almighty by himself. But he never sinned. That's why no one can ever say he sinned. But they put a crown of thorns on his head. They pierced the side and they flogged him. Do you know the kind of flogging? When they hit him, these were not just like a whip that you whip a horse so the horse can go faster. It had nails embedded in each strand. So that as they whipped him, his skin tore. It tore. And the Bible says, by those stripes, you are healed. Because in Deuteronomy, the Bible says, a wound for a wound. Then they pierced his side. Water and blood gush down. That's the blood that flows, that continuously walks for you today. So that when you sin and you say, sorry, Father, the blood flows and cleanses it. Always. So I don't know how far away you are from God's family. You may be in the family, but you may not be taking advantage of what Jesus did. He paid too much. He paid too much for us to just walk around as though we have no father. I have a father. He knows my name. That's why he made the plan. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, if they had known the princes would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They did not know that he had to die. In fact, in the garden of Gethsemane, when they came, Judas, one of his 12, betrayed him and came. Peter was so upset, took out his sword and cut off the ear of one of the servants of those who came to, to you know, to arrest him. <laughs> Jesus said, don't you do that. This is the reason. This is the hour. This is why I am here. And when Pilate said, 
won't you speak to me? I can free you. Jesus said, you have no authority except it's given you from above. No, I'm here because I want to be here. He paid too much. So if you are living on the fringes of the family, I want to call you back home. Come back. He paid too much. He wants to be your father in every day. That's the resurrection story. And that's the last thing I want us to read. Let's go ahead and read from Matthew 28, verse 1. Matthew 28, verse 1. I'm going to read it from the King James. I don't know what version you have. This is the day we celebrate today. Now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn. First day is Sunday, actually. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Any of you soldier, if you want to die, come, Shh. put that stone back. No, he sat on it and Jesus rose. The Bible says, verse 3, his countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Verse 6, let's read it together, verse 6. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Amen. Let's read it again. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. 